0: Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Hitting the Bar, the football podcast. I'm Chris Carl. And I'm Geoff Saunders. Geoff, it's been an extraordinary week in European football, which we're going to cover, of course. But first, your trivia question.
1: Right, Okay. Has any team scored six goals in a game in all three of the league, the FA Cup and the League Cup, in a single season? So they must have scored... Six against somebody in the league, six against someone in the FA Cup, and six against someone in the League Cup in a single season. Has anyone done it? And if so, who?
0: Excellent. Uh, Looking forward to the answer. Right. (laughs) I don't know where to start with the European ties, because every single game threw up something to talk about. But I suppose we have to start with Barcelona uh, and their complete humiliation by by Munich. 8-2, and one of the two was an own goal. So I'm going to start it off just by saying, Jeff, Tottenham are better than Barcelona. Because... We were beaten by Bayern 7-2. And we actually scored both our goals, but it was absolutely abject from Barcelona.
1: I'm not sure what adjective to use, to be honest. I, I ran out of them as, as the game went on. I, mean, I, I kept coming back to shambles. It was just an absolute shambles. But it, it reflects where Barcelona are now, not just... Not just the team but the club itself from top to bottom there are shambles we, we talked before here about how 11 of the 21 directors have either been been fired or resigned in the last three years under Bartomeu top to bottom in Barcelona it's a shambles they don't know who they are or what they're doing. The
0: game itself Barcelona was just completely outclassed of course in all areas of the park I know you're a big fan of Lionel Messi and of course he is the best player in the world and all those kind of things but even he couldn't drag them screaming as he has done for the last few seasons Dragged. Them screaming and unwillingly to victory. This time, you know, even he couldn't do it. But the the entire team were culpable. I think. Is it because it's an aging squad? Is it because there's too many egos? Is it because they're not a team? Uh, they're not playing as a team. They're playing as individuals. And is PK right that, because uh, he said afterwards, you know, maybe some of us have to go, and I will walk if needed because I'm, you know, if we're not good enough, we're not good enough. They are an old squad, but the problems have been there a long time.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely right, and and PK is right. One thing that was that was obvious watching the game was, was how Bayern stretched the game their wide players stayed close to the line all the time and Barcelona in midfield and defence just, just couldn't cover the ground and couldn't make it up Bayern were disciplined they're very very creative very fast moving but they were disciplined they stuck to their shape Barcelona didn't they were all over the place Busquets was just overrun in midfield he had three or four players coming at him all the time I, I would take him out of any blame there's nothing he could do you know it's like like blaming the one soldier who's fighting the the rest of the army and Messi up front was the same but you saw every time Barcelona got the ball them looking for Messi all the time look for Messi get the ball to Messi and Messi has been saying for what three years now he needs that player like Neymar wide left and before Neymar it was David Vila remember he needs that player there because there has to be more than one threat if there's only one threat to the defence they know what to do stick three men on Messi and say okay. Okay, what can you do? Now he has dragged Barcelona kicking and screaming into into this quarter final, and he did it previous year and the year before, and he won the won the league almost on his own. But he's been crying out in the wilderness, saying, "Look, bring back Neymar, bring back somebody wide left who's gonna going to occupy defenders and." Barcelona just haven't done it. They got the 220 million for Neymar, and and were asked the question of how they'd spend it. W- one director said, "Well, if we spend all that money, then then we should all resign." Well, they more than spent all that money, and on Coutinho and, and Dembele, and then Griezmann. So they're a hundred million over. So, you know, well we've seen eleven directors have gone, and they're a complete and utter shambles. There, there's no there's no style. There's no. There didn't appear to be very much willingness actually. The the team that really wanted the ball were Bayern and I think if you watch the game when Bayern had got four goals they were they were showing they'd taken their foot off the gas they, they were saying to saying to Barcelona okay if you're happy with this then we'll we'll just you know we'll, we'll take it easy to the end of the match and then Barcelona did a stupid thing and went and scored the second goal so Bayern said well if you <laughs> so, okay. we gave, we gave you a chance now you now you're gonna have it and it could have been more than eight to be honest they were that shambolic it was like a schoolboy side a bad schoolboy side.
0: As you say, it was almost like Bayern was saying, "Look, let's just wrap it up here." And then Barcelona didn't. So they, really, I told you to stay down. Like in America, they have some sort of rule that once you score so many, that you're not supposed to score anymore, so as not to humiliate the other team. But Barcelona brought it on themselves. I think to add insult to injury, you mentioned Cortinio, who was obviously bought by Barcelona and on loan at Bayern, went and scored two against them. Look, you know, like look what you could have had. Um, I don't know if if he's the answer for Barcelona. He certainly. Was for Bayern that night but also the papers are now saying of course that you know, Barcelona are going to have a big clear out and they're very disappointed in Griezmann so what, I mean, what happened to him do you think because he only he, well, he thought he was a great signing for them uh, they spent a lot of money on him but Coutinho didn't work out or hasn't worked out and now they're saying Barcelona are disappointed in Griezmann
1: well Griezmann doesn't look to have worked out at all does he but he remains a, an excellent player one of the best players in the world just in, in the wrong place at the wrong time I think and if they said well okay we're keeping Messi we'll keep Griezmann um, we'll keep Busquets keep Ter in goal everyone else is up for sale then yeah, I think that's, that would be reasonable and then if they spend the, the close season with Griezmann and Messi working together then I think it will probably probably work but well I mean who, who can say they, they need to find themselves first of all a very very good manager
0: that was going to be my next kind of question to you but there's talk of course about Ronald Kerman who's the Netherlands manager ex-Southampton and uh, what was it Everton and there's Talk of Pochettino, who of course used to manage my team, Tottenham. First of all, Pochettino said he'd never managed Barcelona, and obviously with his connection with Espanyol And who, who who is worthy of that job? Because it's quite a job now, isn't it? Really, rebuilding that team because Barcelona were the feared team in Europe for years, and yet now you know they can be overturned quite easily, and a bit of a laughing stock almost.
1: Well, I don't think I don't think it's almost. I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, they are. I think the the words you used. Are Rebuilding job are, are the key to it. They have to get a very, very good manager who has rebuilt a squad, who has built a team. And that's Pochettino. It's, in the last two weeks he's been walking those comments back and explaining why he said them. He's had lunch he's had dinner, sorry, with Bartomeo, the, the president of Barcelona. So that looks quite likely, I think. What What is very telling is that Xavi has been asked to take over as Barcelona manager twice in the last nine months, and he's turned it down both times, including last week, where he said basically it's so much of a shambles he doesn't want to get involved. So he sh- should have ruled himself out. And I think Pochettino's the answer. Get him in.
0: That would be I mean that would be a great thing for Pochettino. Fantastic job I mean, you know, any manager would aspire to that. I mean as a when you were saying there's a rebuilding job to do there, I always felt like shouting out calling Sam Allardyce. I suppose maybe Pochettino is the answer and good luck to him if he gets that job. He'll need it first of all, but also good luck to him because he probably deserves a top job. And despite the fact, you know, like you say, shambles is probably the word we'll use. They're still a top team, Barcelona. They've got the resources anyway to become a top team again. But that's not the only team that um, fell short in europe and surprised everybody this week manchester city once again failed to get into a semi-final do they think they've managed quarterfinals under pep four times or something like that and not got any further he's not won uh not got into the final of the champions league since 2015 with barcelona so i think he's living on past glories a bit but they were they were you and i watched the game together leon with a better team against Manchester City he got the tactics wrong didn't he?
1: It was all about the tactics about the selection of the team yeah and he overthinks instead of setting his team out to play as his team plays which look at the Premier League over 100 goals they score lots of goals instead he decided to look at the Lyon team and try and guard against their strengths well without being disrespectful to Lyon his squad is probably worth 200 million the 1 billion pound squad of Manchester City should have been good enough to win in almost We'll see you next time. Anyway, you put them on the pitch, but to have who did we have sat on the bench? Bernardo Silva, David Silva, Mares, Foden sat on the bench, and and City couldn't create anything. It was just, it was crazy. You don't set up with a, a a defensive five against Leon. I'm sorry, you you say to Leon, this is this is us. We're good. It's your problem. But Guardiola's been doing this for eight years now. He overthinks it and he tries to defend too much. And his great sides all attack. Look at how many goals City scored but that lot the other day didn't like score looked like scoring you can't you
0: can't blame pep for this particular incident but it kind of summed it up sterling who is a great player missing an open goal from 5 yards out kind of summed it up for them but he was pretty bad on the night and i think maybe it was the tactics that Sterling was trying to play to that didn't suit his style or the whole team was trying to play to but they, they just didn't have that bite in them that Man City have got like I said I mean they're, they're, they're serial goal scorers and they didn't look like scoring he got the for me yeah he, he was overthinking it he got the tactics completely wrong did he give Leon too much respect or I mean Leon I don't know how where, where they would be in the Premier League but maybe Leon are a maybe Leon are sort of like Everton in the Premier League and he wouldn't have set his tactics up against Everton in any game during the last Year, so why do it for Leon? Desperate uh, to win the Champions League again, I suppose, but every year falling short because I think he does. He ch- why change your tactics for for that game? For, uh, and and it was a one off game, so it was a cup game. So why not go out full out attack because they were so slow?
1: Yes, they were very, very slow. I mean, Sterling had a, a terrible game, but he, he was receiving the ball in the parts of the pitch that he usually receives. I mean, and the first nine times he got the ball, he gave it to Leon seven times. Won a free kick. And made one pass to his. You know, he was he had a shocking game, absolutely shocking. The big problem with with the you know with the formation is that that formation can work if you've got a target man centre forward. And Mourinho proved that when he won the Champions League with Inter. You know, he gained up front and a big strong man, and the defence couldn't hold him. Well, Gabriel Jesus is not that, and the centre back two were quite happy to pass him around, say, okay, he's yours now, he's mine now, because there's no threat there. No threat at all. So, well, City got what what they deserved, to be honest. What really, really surprised me and upset me was seeing how the City players behaved uh, after the final whistle. You know, this, 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 oh my God, this is also, you know, how did we manage to lose this? No, What, what you do then is you get up and you shake hands with the opposition and you say, well played. Now, if you have played a really good game, you've put everything out on the pitch, then you're entitled to behave the way that those City players did. But they didn't do anything like that. It was. I thought it was incredibly insulting towards Leon, the way they behaved immediately after the the whistle went. All this, oh, it's a catastrophe, oh my God, should. No, 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 no. You were crap. Shake hands with the opposition. Get your head up and behave like, a, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but behave like a man.
0: It's funny you put it like that because it, you said after the game when the City players were being very dramatic and lying on the ground crying and being devastated for the cameras possibly but when they were lying on the ground being devastated you said you know that's wrong and I've been thinking about it since and my thoughts are exactly the same as yours that if they'd actually put in a shift and they should have won the game or they came very close to winning then yeah you can be devastated and upset because you've, you've lost and you can't understand why but they should have known why because they weren't good enough and it's too late crying after you haven't put the effort in and I don't think they put the effort in but then again nor did Pep in his, in his tactics so blame all round but yeah you're right they should have just said yeah, Leon you know you, you were better than us or we were worse than you whatever it is and just get on with it but what now for City because Pep's been there quite a while and it's it's eluding him again the Champions League if you'd have said to a City fan or the City board at the beginning of the season you're going to beat Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup the League Cup uh, finish second way behind 20 points behind Liverpool and go out again in the quarter finals in the Champions League I think they would have said no that's a bad season
1: yeah yeah I mean it sounds Ridiculous for for supporters of all the normal normal football clubs. Yeah, that that was a bad season. But Guardiola was was hired to win the Champions League, and he's been there one year longer than he's been at any other club. This is fourth year, and you know in that time he's only won the league twice. you know so, <laughs> so and he's won four cups in that time. So by by any normal measure, he's been a, an astoundingly successful manager. Except. That the one thing he was brought there to do, he hasn't done. So maybe, uh, maybe you heard it here first, maybe Guardiola to Barcelona?
0: Now then, that, I mean, that was the last place he ever won the Champions League five years ago. And uh, he's proved himself at Barcelona, he knows it, he knows the club. Maybe, like we've said about other managers. Pochettino, Eddie Howe. Maybe he's done and said everything he can at Manchester City. Maybe he feels it is time to move on. Like Jeff said, you heard it from Jeff Saunders first. Pep Guardiola possibly maybe to Barcelona. Because obviously, for sure, they're going to be looking for a manager. There's no doubt about that. Another, I think maybe shock or surprise, I don't know. And uh, something that certainly delighted you, Jeff, anyway. Manchester United getting beaten by Sevilla last night, Seville, of course from Andalusia where we live, the, the region in Spain. I thought Manchester United had quite a good game in patches I think they were probably, you know, if it was like boxing or something and it was a points a, a points based system, I think Man United would have won. Uh, they were better than Seville, but they didn't put their chances away and they had plenty of them, they didn't put their chances away You think the referee was a bit biased Seville scored uh, their second goal the winning goal that actually came from a throw-in which should have gone the other way, but you do feel the referee was biased. The first goal was a penalty. Fernandez, 22 penalties he scored this season. There's no other team that have had 22 penalties, let alone one player scoring all that. It was clearly a foul in the box. They brought the player down, but the ball had long gone. I'm not sure if that counts one way or another, but just tell me why you thought the
1: referee was biased. First of all, I don't think that was a penalty. If it had been a Manchester United player who, who committed the so-called foul, it wouldn't have been given. Maybe if the defender had made a second the movement and and caught the united united player maybe you can give a penalty then but he was trying to get the ball and he was beaten and the the united player got the shot off i don't see a penalty there but if you give that then a few minutes later in the other box pogba put two hands two hands on the seville forward i think it was benega and pushed him over in the penalty area three yards away from the referee and he gave nothing was a stonewall penalty.
0: Later on in the game, it didn't even go to VAR, the, the referee waved it away. There was an alleged handball, there was a free kick for Seville, uh, and the United defender in the wall had his back. To the uh, Seville attack, the ball he jumped, pushed his elbow out, from which the ball bounced off, and nothing was given. However, however, Manchester United in the Champions League benefited from exactly the same thing uh, on a previous game against PSG. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that the PSG one was wrong and this one was right. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Manchester United um, failed to get through to the final. They did finish in the top four. They've gone out in three semi-finals this season, so not, not a cup team then. <laughs> um, however, what do you make of Manchester United's season then, and, and Solskjaer? Because obviously we've got a couple of friends who are Man United supporters. One is happy with Solskjaer, one is not. What do you make of it? Has he just got a good squad and he's been lucky? Has he been saved by Fernandes, who's been brilliant?
1: Well, there's no question that he's been saved by Fernandes. Manchester United didn't have one season, they had two. The first one was fairly terrible. Then they bought Fernandes and he- turned it around. And let's not forget, this is a, what, £950 million squad. That's how much they spent. So they should be at least third in the in the table. So you'd, you'd have to say, given the, the value of the squad, or let's say the prices they paid for the players in the squad, which is a different thing, then you'd have to say it's a par season. And you know, Honest Dave thinks Ollie is doing a good job, and Franklin thinks he's not good enough to take them to the next stage. And I agree with Franklin, he, he's not. But, you know, he's there, and he's unlikely to be moved on for a while, and I'm happy about that. You know, so you know everything really. Yeah, please keep, please keep Ollie. To summarise yesterday's yesterday's game, uh, Seville's goalkeeper is called Bono. So Bono ensured that Solskjaer's side would not find what they were looking for.
0: Oh, oh dear, not you, too, Jeff. For, for me, his tactics were, were wrong. First of all, again, Pogba I thought I had a very average game, overhitting part long passes again, and I think he brought his substitutes on way too late. In the I think with three minutes to go and within the six minutes of added time he brought on an attacking player Regalo, and he brought on Mata they should have been on they were already 2-1 down with 20 minutes to go they had 20 minutes plus six added on uh, which I don't know where that came from Uh, they had all that time to make, make get another goal and take it at least into extra time and I think he brought his substitutes on way too late it was clearly not working what they'd been trying to do so again I think the manager like Pep culpable there for not taking them through to the next game.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100% and if it's not working Change it, and for um, for penalty United. Let's face it, the only goals they've scored in the last two matches have been from penalties. For them, it wasn't working. So why didn't he change it? When it, everyone could see it wasn't working, but I'm I'm happy that he's there, and I hope they keep him.
0: Okay, I, I want to move on now to another team that we we collectively we both dislike. um And I'm sorry, Steve, if you're listening. I know it's your team, Arsenal. But however, we do try to find ways to to criticise Arsenal, the Gunners. Um, but they have signed William, Will I am, from their rivals Chelsea, uh, who apparently offered him a two year contract, was it? And the same money which he turned down. Arsenal have now offered him, he's 32, offered him a three year contract and five, is it, it's £5 million. Pounds per year £5 million pounds per year I think extra for three years but there's a problem with this first of all I don't think he's worth it um, but secondly Arsenal are behaving I suppose I'm going to use the word immorally and I think I'll let you explain why
1: it's completely immoral to ask the players to take a 12.5% pay cut stroke deferment whichever it is and then then buy this player and pay him an additional an extra £5 million pounds a year for three years over what he was earning at Chelsea now he goes from one team to the other. Okay, increases pay by ten percent or twenty percent or something. But add one hundred thousand pounds a week onto his one twenty that he was earning before. It's absolutely, It's it's extraordinary. And then on the same day that that's announced, they announced that they're going to fire fifty five members of staff. Now the cost of these fifty five members of staff is one and three quarter million pounds a year. So they are trying to save one and three quarter million pounds a year, but happy to pay one player an additional 5 million pounds a year it's just it's it's beyond immoral. It's it's disgusting.
0: Yes, I have to agree. And I don't think anybody would disagree. It's just very, very... It's, it leaves a very bad taste in the mouth because it's quite clear and obvious, the correlation. Could they not have offered and would he not have accepted, William, an extra three million per year? And then they could have kept those 55 staff on who, let's face it, none of them are are on thousands a week, let alone 100,000, hundred thousand, two hundred twenty thousand a week. They're all people... Average, nor ordinary people earning an ordinary, decent days, you know, uh, ordinary people earning ordinary wages, as you say, you know, whatever the figure was for 55 people over 52 weeks is not a lot per week. So yeah, Jeff just said that it's 30,000 per year per person. 30,000 per year. So his extra 100,000 is three and a bit per person. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I think I don't know if William is aware of it or being made aware of it and what he feels about that. Because I mean, I. don't know if I'd have been strong enough but I would have said listen I'll just take three million extra and you can use that two million to keep those 55 staff on and also we don't know what those staff do but if they're without these people in specialist areas maybe the team will suffer and the whole club will suffer as a result of cutting these corners so it's going to mean that he's playing in the team for a club that are lacking in certain areas because they've laid these people off.
1: Well the owner, the owner's son Josh Kroenke who actually runs Arsenal said uh, at the end of last season we are a Europa League club on a Champions League budget and then what What did he do the, a couple of days after that he broke their transfer record and bought Pepe for 72 million I mean it's a joke it's an absolute joke you cannot believe anything that, that these people are saying and it's the the 30,000 a year is the average of these S- so there are a couple of the in the scouting department who are paid like a couple of thousand a week but there are some of these people are clerks down on, on 15 to 20,000 a year it's absolutely it's disgraceful it is absolutely disgraceful and having made this exact same mistake with Meza Ozil a couple of years ago they've gone and done it again and up now you mentioned Willian and what he might be thinking well we do know what Willian has said he said that he's moved because he'll get that extra year on his contract Chelsea were only going to offer two years Arsenal offer three years what he neglected to mention was that that would be three years at five million a year more now, I don't think there's anything wrong with him moving for that reason, but why not be honest about it? Why say, oh, no, 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 it's the extra year? Crap. It's three years at five million extra. A year, he's gonna he's gonna trouser 15 million more than if he'd stayed at Chelsea, and that's why he moved. So don't pretend anything else. And I I am just astonished at Arsenal behaving the way they are. They're, they're disgraceful.
0: Yes, I've got uh, I have to uh, agree with you. There's no colouring it any other way. There's no justifying it. It's a, it's a terrible way to behave. Businesses behave this way. We know that they try to make as much money with as little expenditure uh, and thought for the staff. Obviously, and there was a, a rumor. Uh, at least it was in the papers at the beginning. Of the lockdown in the UK, that Tottenham were planning to, strangely, it was also 55 members of staff, I believe, planning to lay them off. There was an outcry from fans and I think the local MP there saying, you know, that that was a disgraceful thing to do, and they backtracked and backed down, uh, which is what they should have done, but they didn't actually sign a player for an extra 15 million either during that time. I'm not saying Tottenham are squeaky clean because they're far from it, and they've done some terrible things business-wise and, and so on, so no club is clean, but that behaviour from Arsenal, I think, is, and it's so obvious that it's not like they're trying to hide it or trying to cover it up or say anything, it's, it's very obvious to everybody concerned and there's, it's obvious to just any ordinary person who can read that into that that uh, their behaviour is disgraceful, so I kind of hope William doesn't work out there, just, you know, serve some right kind of thing.
1: Do you remember all the, all the criticism that Mesut, Mesut Azil got for not accepting this 12.5% cut, and well, he's been proved right, hasn't he? He, he said he said he, he wouldn't accept it because he didn't believe what the club was selling, were were telling him, and here we are. They you know the club has proved Mesut Ozil to be correct, and just just for the record, Mesut Ozil was not the only Wanderers player to, to refuse to take the the pay deferment. wasn't the only one. There were others as well. But the Wanderers have also uh, also fired Sanlehi, who was director of football. If you remember back uh, oh, six, seven months ago, maybe more, we were talking about their structure when Edu was appointed, and we couldn't see what all the three people, you know, Sanlehi, the managing director, and Edu were doing. Well, they've decided that they couldn't work it out either, so they've got rid of Sam Leahy And when you look at the players that he's brought in, well, you can understand why he's gone. But they're going to throw in their lot with the, the so-called super agent Duracian, and you look at the players he's brought in, and they're not stellar either. Willian is one of them, David Luiz, is another one, and I think it's Suarez, who's who's basically is a professionally injured footballer. So, so he's not been stellar either. So, uh, you know, it really is not looking very good for the Wanderers, to be quite honest. One one reason why there is a difference between the Wanderers and Tottenham and their reaction to these um, redundancies is that Tottenham owe Tottenham Council an awful lot. Tottenham Council have bent over backwards for them. When the local MP starts saying you're not doing this, then Tottenham are very sensibly listening and walking it back.
0: So clubs behaving disgracefully, no surprise there. Let's move on because it's another club that's uh, (laughs) behaving disgracefully. Is Newcastle United Uh, the bid? from the Saudi Arabian Consortium or let's call them the Saudi Arabian Government and with the blood on their hands and all those things that we all know I think uh, we were told was off you said it was being put on hold and there was some shenanigans going on but you've got a little bit of a, a story you want to tell us about the Newcastle fans and even the local MP and how they're, they're all disappointed that this money isn't coming to the area and to the club
1: yeah and, and that MP is a Labour MP and I cannot for the life of me understand why any Labour MP would be saying what this guy is trying to say oh this this is all politics we're interested in football but the reason that Saudi Arabia want to buy this club is to whitewash themselves sports washing it's called it is a political decision a political transaction this this is what it is let's not pretend it's anything else and for Newcastle fans to say oh we are going to ignore the the human rights abuses and the the dreadful, disgusting way that the Saudi Arabian government behaves towards its people and just say, oh, that's nothing to do with us. We just want the football. They want lots of money spent on their football team. And they've invented this idea that somehow this the the uh, public investment fund of Saudi Arabia was going to regenerate the area. This is all nonsense. The only people to mention investment in the Newcastle region is Stavely, who's, and she's she said it, but no Saudi people have ever said they're going to invest in the region. It's, it's all nonsense. Nonsense. And for these people to be completely ignoring the human rights abuses, is just, I just find extraordinary. There was a, a podcast last week on the, on the Guardian about this, and the sister of one of the human rights activists who is currently um, in prison in Saudi Arabia, n- there's been no trial of this person. Initially they denied that she'd even been arrested, and the, the human rights groups have finally got access to her, where she's been beaten, tortured, raped. For, for what? What did she want to do? She wanted human rights groups to have a conversation with the Crown Prince about human rights in Saudi Arabia. Not, not proposing revolution or anything, just have the conversation. And for that, she's been arrested, beaten, tortured. This is the, you know, there should be no discussion about this at all. The, the, the point you alluded to earlier on is, in the 1930s, the, the most famous footballer in Europe was uh, the captain of France, who was called uh, Alex Villaplan. And in the first World Cup match in 1930, he captained France against Mexico. He was a playboy and everyone in France loved him. 14 years at le- after that, he was found guilty in a, in a court in Paris in 1944 and shot by firing squad because when Germany invaded he saw which way the wind was blowing and he joined the Gestapo and in the Gestapo, I mean he, he committed some terrible atrocities and then he founded, he founded the Brigade North African, the BNA and they were given uniforms and funding by the SS. This is what the prosecutor at his trial said they pillaged, raped, robbed, killed and carried out the most awful torture and executions. In one case, they selected at random two farm workers in a village in Perigord, where they, the B.N.A., went in looking for a Jew who was reputedly hiding there. They took these. Two farm workers at random Beat them senseless Poured petrol on them Set them on fire And then shot them As a warning As a warning This was what they were doing For years They left fire and ruin In their wake A witness told How he saw with his own eyes These mercenaries Take jewels From the still twitching And blood-stained bodies Of their victims Villa Plan was in the midst Of all this Calm and smiling He was seen Shooting people dead Not just giving the orders But happily carrying them out Quote Cheerful almost Invigorated, one witness said. That was the description of him. After his trial as a member of the Gestapo, he was shot dead. But Newcastle fans would be happy if he played for them. Yes, that's the point,
0: isn't it? That's, uh, as long as he scores goals and gets them into Europe, they would uh, wash their hands of... His actions, and I think that analogy between that Nazi murderer, rapist, and Saudi Arabia taking over Newcastle is very apt, Jeff. and a lo- lovely bit of history there for us, lest we forget, as they say, um, these things are still happening, and these people are trying to take over a football club. So not not to be taken lightly, and uh, I think people need to to understand these things. On to uh, more pleasant things, I suppose. We've got some games this week, the semi-finals in the Champions League, and the Europa League, and then the finals coming up, two French teams and two German teams, I believe for the first time in the semis of the Champions League, Lyon take on Bayern Munich and Leipzig take on Paris Saint-Germain. So what do you think the outcomes are going to be, who's going to be in the final and how many will Bayern Munich win the final by? <laughs> I
1: think Bayern will win the final 3-1, but what we've seen over the past few days is is that, you know, anything can happen in the next half hour as they... as you, Used to stay in Stingray, so I I don't know. I mean, it it should be something. It, it should be three one to Bayern in the final. But as we've seen in the last few days, anything can happen. Um, you have to t- take your hat off to both Leon and Leipzig for getting this far. In Leipzig, especially since their main striker Timo Werner has had been transferred to Chelsea before the start of these final few matches. So they're still they're still doing incredibly well without their best player. So if it was a a Leipzig Leon final, it'd be thrilling. Be fantastic.
0: Unlikely, but it would be lovely uh, we're recording this on a monday and this us get re- this gets released on a wednesday evening so we can't really do any predictions for inter milan we're going to say milan will get Let's through that, that. um uh, that's the Europa League semi-final. Man United lost the first... So that'll be possibly Inter Milan against Seville in the final of the Europa League, which takes place on Friday. And if we think Bayern Munich will get through against PSG, do we think against PSG and they'll win 3-1? All right. <laughs> That's how we see that one. And so PSG and Bayern Munich in the final with Bayern Munich beating PSG 3-1. That's what we think anyway. Before we say our goodbyes, time for Jeff's trivia question and the answer.
1: OK, the, the question was... Has any team scored six goals in a game in all three of the league, the FA Cup and the League Cup in a single season? And the answer is yes, someone has. And it was, have a guess.
0: Got to be Man City, they're the ones that score the goals.
1: Absolutely right. And it was last season, which means it was two years ago. (laughs) In the 2018-19 season, Manchester City scored six against Southampton and six against Chelsea in the league. They hit seven against Rotherham and six against Watford in the FA Cup. If you remember, the six was in the FA Cup final. But even better than that, they put nine past Burton Albion in the league, in the League Cup, and for good measure, six against Shakhtar Donetsk and seven against Wolf- Wolfsburg in the Champions League.
0: That's that's almost a full compliment then. League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League and Champions League six goals or in fact in some cases more up to nine was it <laughs> against Rotherham that is amazing uh, Manchester City great at scoring goals not great at getting to semi-finals that's all we've got time for we'll be back next week I'm Chris Carl and I'm Jeff Saunders and that was Hitting the Bar the football podcast